Okay, I have uh, two past the hour. Good morning. It's uh, Dave Vellante here of uh, Wikibon. Welcome to the July, July 29th, uh, 2008 Wikibon Peer Insight Storage Research Meeting. And uh, the topic for today is MADE. Is MADE finally getting hitched is the working title. And leading the call today is uh, David Floyer. David, you're on the call? Yes, I am. Uh, David is the uh, co-founder of Wikibon and the CTO of the Wikibon Energy Lab. Many of you know the format of the Peer Insight meeting is uh, is the following. I'll moderate today. David's going to present his overview and, and premise and share his thoughts on uh, on MADE, its development, customer applications, etc. This is an open forum, and anyone's welcome to participate. Feel free to ask questions and, and speak your piece. At the end of the meeting, I'll do a brief summary, and we'll post that up on uh, Wikibon within a couple of hours, and then we'll follow that up with additional analysis focused on uh, user implications. Uh, the meeting will last one hour and is being recorded. With that, I'd like to turn the meeting over to David Floyer. So David, can you tell us uh, what's up with MADE? Oh, good morning, everybody, and thanks uh, for your time today. I'd like to uh, start the discussion by looking at uh, some of the factors uh, which are uh, driving MADE from its uh, initial uh, entry um, Oh, in the early 2000s to, to now, um, looking at um, the constraints uh, to achieving uh, different types of made systems, and uh, finally looking at what uh, user advice uh, we would give to, to people. Please feel free to uh, jump in at any time and, and add your pieces to it. So let me let me start with uh, a view of what's uh, driving the uh, uh, the technologies. Overall, I'd like to suggest that one of the one of the changes, one of the things that's happening, is that very dense arrays of disks are being put together by manufacturers, um, a, a large number of manufacturers, uh, uh, from uh, Copan to, to recent editions uh, from people, uh, EMC, Hulk, and uh, HP Extreme Storage. There are large numbers of very high-density disks uh, being put together uh, for various reasons. And within the data center, if we look at our usage profiles of data, what we have found and what uh, users have, have told us is that there's a very increasingly large amount of data which is just not accessed. It's uh, tier, tier inactive data, if you like. This is the opposite end of the tier one and tier two data. This is data which is usually over 90 days old. And once it gets to that stage, it's rarely, if ever, accessed again. Uh, so there's a large amount of this data in the data center, but people do not know enough about this data to be able to just cut it off the tape. If they need it, then they'll need it fast. And looking for alternative ways of very dense disk arrays, but without the overhead of the power and without the overhead of uh, the management required to manage those disks. So that's, I think, is the what people are looking at with MADE is is ways that they can avoid putting this stuff to tape or, or avoid the complexity of, of putting it to tape and getting it back again, just putting it to disk, but in a much more cost-effective way, both from a uh, density of, of uh, data and from a power consumption of data. 
So uh, what are the technologies that are, are driving that? Well, first of all, one of the most important technologies is that SATA disks are becoming more and more prevalent within the enterprise, within enterprise data center, and those are also being used in laptops, and laptops have a very, very high drive to reduce power consumption. So drive manufacturers have been putting in different methods of power uh, saving in, in laptops, and those have come out now into the enterprise. There are four major ways that you can save uh, on the drive, one of which is to park the heads, uh, just to uh, avoid the wind resistance, if you like, from the heads themselves. Uh, the second is to slow the disk down so it's not spinning as fast. Um, uh, the third is to put it into uh, standby mode um, or, or uh, sleep mode. And the fourth is to switch it off altogether. So those are the four ways that you can save power on the drives. And it's the drives that are the most important component of power. It's in a typical array. It's certainly in a typical array, which is going to be dealing with this type of data. The, uh, the, the drives are going to be up in the 80% of the power consumption. So uh, tackling that part of it, it makes a lot of sense. David? So MADE stands for massive array of massive arrays of idle disk, correct? Correct. Uh, yeah. And then you're talking about these uh, other sort of spin down capabilities. You mentioned park, you know, slow the, the the disk platters down, and, and then and then sleep, and then I guess off. So MADE and spin down are they the same thing? Are they different? Can you just help help people understand that? Well, that, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, there, the, the, the original uh, introduction of uh, MADE, uh, the most serious introduction, was by COPAN. And their approach is to have a maximum of 25% of the disks uh, powered up at any one time, and the rest are switched off. So it was up to 25% on, and the rest switched off, and very, very dense numbers of disks in a, in a single array. So that was the uh, original, and I think Copan got a lot of um, mindshare with uh, with that original made product. The introduction of different power management levels within the disk allows other ways of tackling the made problem with uh, not as efficient uh, methods of saving power, but faster ways of recovering, uh, getting to the data. Um, and when I talk about the constraints later on, I'll talk about why those are useful uh, in more detail. But, uh, but if, for example, if you just park the heads, you can get to the, 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 the heads unpark in less than a second. Um, so there's, there's not any appreciable difference in, res in response time. So those have been used, and, and most of the manufacturers of systems which use those power uh, management features also called their systems made systems. Uh, so the, the differentiation between the two becomes uh, a little bit more difficult to make. I am not, sh I'm not sure, Josh, because you have different features called, for example, Hitachi are calling this power-saving storage service. You have it on Fujitsu Eternus. You have it on database for Nexon or 
data direct networks, and they're giving different names. MADE was, was invented, invented and used by Copan. Yeah, if I could just uh, add a little bit on that one. The, the, the actual MADE terminology originated out of the University of Colorado, and the, the basic premise of MADE is the fact that you actually turn or power drives down. Slowing drives down, parking heads, etc., is, is, is power efficiency concept, but it's not made. And I think if you look at Fujitsu, Hitachi, EMC, um, they, they are not referring to it as made, rather than as power efficiency. The only people that I'm aware of that refer to made are Copan and our friends at Nexan, because uh, they are actually powering drives off. So I, I think the one has got to be very clear. If you're talking made, you're talking power off drives. If you're talking power efficiency, you're talking about the other approaches. Okay, so who, who's that speaking? That was Bill Montreal. Oh, hi, Bill. Thanks. Uh, so, okay, so we've got oh, the differentiation is made is shut them off, uh, spin down, or, 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 or power management, let's call it, is so the other gradations of, of, of power saving. Somebody else has a comment? Well, I was just going to say uh, Greg Schultz calls power saving features or power management features, if you will, he calls it made 2.0 and has a white paper on it and all that kind of stuff. And, and to be just for detail, Nexan actually don't switch them off. They put in them into standby or sleep mode, and they still uh, generate. They still need about 15 to 20 percent of the power in that mode. Um, so, and they call it. They call it. I think it's automate uh, is their name for it. So, so I, I think there is definitely. I agree with you, Nick. Um, that made is becoming the industry way of of looking at all of these types of power saving uh, devices and uh, i think it's it's uh, useful uh, to look at it as a continuum uh, from the very aggressive power reductions and very aggressive densities of of copan uh, at one end to more flexible power reduction systems which can cope with a greater range of workloads but don't have the same level of power savings from people people like Nexan. Uh, so there's a, there's a gradation of systems out there. And, you know, horses for courses, uh, as, as the English expression is, uh, there'll be applications for which um, uh, one system is better than the other, and there's a broad range of, of, of applications out there. And um, my, my surmise is that we'll have an increasing range of solutions out there from an increasing number of vendors, and that's goodness for users. I mean, there'll be a choice of of systems that will uh, will start to uh, have started to come out and will increase over over the next eighteen months or two years. So can we quantify this a little bit? So um, um, we've got a spectrum of power saving from just normal the things on on the drives on normally all the way to it's off, and then in between you've got. So I've got five. I've got normal, if I heard it correctly, park, which parks the yep. head. Yep. I slow it down. It spins the. It takes the spin speed of the disk drive from, from what, ten thousand down to five thousand, or what? What, what does it do? Well, yeah, 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 from seven SATA disks, seven thousand down to five thousand. Yes. Seventy-two hundred to thirty-six hundred. Seventy-two hundred to thirty-six hundred. I'm sorry. Yes. Thirty-six hundred. And then sleep or standby mode, and then off. 
So can, can we quantify this? So normally you get zero percent power saving. No, even even off off does not exist because discs have to rotate every several minutes. So for example, Copan every few minutes are making so-called aerobic, which are turning on the disc, making several seeks, and they're turning them off again. Uh, actually, actually, Copan does that every thirty days. They don't do that every few mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, it's it's um, it's sure. the people like Nixon who in a standby mode who do a little bit of that. Uh, sorry, who, that who just mentioned about uh, Copan's thirty days? That's Will, Will. Lake, founder of Copan. Yeah. Thank you. No, I, 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 I just want to make one comment on the the definition of made. If you look at the SNEA definition of made, it implies that fifty percent of the drives, not that they're the rule setter, but by, by definition, 50% or less of the drives are spinning at a given time is the, is the rule of thumb that they, they adopted. It's, uh, and, and if you look under ANSI, although they don't specifically say 50%, that isn't fair that it's less than 50%. And the reason being that they, one of the ideas of MADE was to be able to save on power. You save on power by not having a power budget that, you, that allows you to spin all drives at any one time. So by simply saying I'm having a power budget, I am limiting my max to 50%. And in the case of uh, um, Copan, it's 25% at this time. It says that I don't have to have enough power, the same number of power supplies as equivalent arrays, same number of power converters, fans, etc. So the architecture is designed for the uh, uh, limiting the number of spinning drives uh, that's available. So, so the whole architecture concept or uh, precepts are set around uh, a minimum number of drives that can spin at any one time. Okay, so I think that to, to Bill's original point, there's a difference between made, the term idle that's, a, that's a explicit in made, uh, meaning the device is not spinning, versus some other uh, a, a gradation of power management. So in sleep mode, do we agree that that's idle, or is there disagreement in the, in, on the call? Sleep mode is the drive's not turning, but the, the drive electronics are still powered, I believe. Yeah, that's that, correct. And, it, and, and, the, and the saving, the, the sort of typical saving is uh, 80 to uh, 85% of the power on the drive. But the I want to control, come back to that, David. Yeah. David, I want to come back to that, but I just want to get, I want to get some clarity on the definition. So, for instance, by the SNEA definition, you know, again, not that they're the standard, but would sleep, if 50% of my devices are in sleep or standby mode, would that be considered made? Are those idle or are those considered not idle, or do we not know? And do we have an opinion? Off. 50% power off the drive if, you're, if, you're, if you want to maintain an accuracy on what the original made definition was. Okay. So that would not be considered, in your opinion, Bill, uh, uh, idle. That's correct. Okay. But that would be my Right. That's, yeah. I mean, anybody? I mean, I, we don't want to get caught up in definitions, but it just at least we have now some kind of uh, dividing line that sort of tw- between uh, made and so-called intelligent power management, uh, and that really I, is. I, shut, I, I, I really, uh, I'm not sure it's uh, it's so useful to make that distinction. From a user point of view, I'm not sure it's useful to make that distinction in that uh, that specific way of saying they must be turned off. I think idle is just as good. 
I mean, there's a, there's a large power saving. I understand the point that you you can make more savings that way, um, but then uh, against against that, there are other benefits, and, and and have a gradation of made seems to me a more useful way of looking at the market rather than the hard and fast definition. Um, uh, but that's a good. It has to be switched off. Go ahead. Somebody had a comment. Oh, so I say my, my only problem with that one, and I think I understand where um, where you're going with the thought, but there, there there is significant differences if you accept that the, the, there isn't quite a continuum because if you say that I'm limiting the number of drives to 50% or less, that says that the architecture of the array will be significantly different from an array that can have all drives spinning. It means that the uh, the deliverable in terms of spin up time in terms of power requirements, in terms of how you architect the use of the array is different from an array that can spin all drives at any one time. So that's probably what I'm struggling with just a little bit. I, I would have thought we might lead a user of that technology perhaps down a wrong path with wrong expectations. How can you allocate or how can you decide what is the percentage of the disks? If you are making this, you are defeating team provisioning. You are defeating this triping. Today, each disk is one terabyte. Typical disk is one terabyte. It's a lot of information. How to put the information on the disk in the way that you can put the, the disk off? I, it's not very practical. Remember, you're not turning a disk off. You're turning a, a, a a disk group off, so you're looking at managing, it's a power management of LUNs that are sitting out there, and data dedupe and thin provisioning would be complementary pro, um, technologies to, to, to MADE. Well, I, and so I, I wanna, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to stop, I wanna explore this, but let's do it in the sort of, uh, what I'd like yeah. to do is just get a, get some power saving notion, if we can, for the, for the, for the users, of what they can expect with each of these modes. And then let's go into the, the constraints. And, and Josh, I, I got to note that, that the whole thin provisioning and striping, that we should talk about that and understand really so, so what Dave, the adoption barriers are. So, Dave, when we, so, did, like, when we did that piece called Disk Drive, Do Disk Drives Matter? Yes. There's a table there. Right? And unloads, unload head saves 24%. Lowering the RPM saves 51%. And standby sleep saves 89%. And somewhere right. I also read since then just just um oh never mind. Okay, so so, yeah. so, so yeah. unloading the head, so I, I, I see I hear twenty four percent and I I think I heard earlier in the call, you know, it could be fifteen percent, so there's probably ranges here. So slow it down is fifty roughly fifty percent, sleep eighty nine percent and or is shut down or idle is is what, ninety nine percent or it's not 100%, right? Because every 30 days we're going to have these aerobics, but you know, 99.9. <laughs> okay, are those are those ranges, you know, pretty reasonable? They they still hold up, people think? Any any objections to those? I mean, I I have heard folks say, well, the sleep hasn't really been tested, but I I I've 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 seen some testing figures on those, and they they seem pretty reasonable to me. Are you referring to that power at the drive level, not at the array level? Yes. At the well, the, 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 it was referring to it yeah. at, the, the, at the drive level. At the array level, obviously, the, those figures are less. 
Uh, right. Clearly, yeah, um, because and that's true for everybody. You you, you still have the uh, controllers and uh, and other stuff powered up. Indeed. Well, so yeah. what? So, so is, is it it's fair to say that in the typical array, let's say what eighty percent of the power consumption is is spinning disk? Is that fair? I mean, I know higher end arrays are going to be lower, but on average, is that about right? Seventy-five to eighty percent. That's about right. Yes. Yeah. So so. So a user to figure out what the array level implications of this would be would try to understand the percentage of the the disk uh, the spinning disks within the array that uh, are uh, that these percentages are applied to and then apply that to you know 80% and you're going to get roughly the the power savings potential is that a reasonable way to look at this or am I a million miles off? No, it's a, it's a little less than 80% because there's some. You know, power supply inefficiencies and uh, and fans and things like that, which are which are still spinning. So it's a little bit less than eighty. But that that the process is correct. Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. So that that at least gives people a sense of the the spectrum and and, and the potential within that spectrum. Let's let's go into um, if there's no other issues there. Uh, let's talk about some of the the constraints and some of the concerns. And Josh mentioned thin provisioning. Um, um, David, you've talked about uh, striping, and you know what are some of those constraints? You guys, can we talk about that? Sure. In my, in my opinion, you you can use it, but you can use it only if you can allocate physically disk to application. You can do it for scientific application for large amount of data. You can do it for archiving data. You can do it for backup data when you can allocate LANs or physically. But in fact, you are defeating many of the benefits of the disks of today, which I mentioned before. Thin provisioning is normally that the whole, everything is virtualized. You cannot use it. I, I, I think uh, I, 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 I agree with you, Josh, and, and I, I think I also disagree with with, with it um, in, in extremis. Um, so first of all, if you take tier one and tier two uh, type of data, um, you know the normal uh, high, o, high IO activity, and you virtualize that or you thin provision that. Um, then the, uh, you're absolutely right. You're, you're spreading it across multiple disks. What you're trying to do, and one of the reasons that SATA disks uh, are now more prevalent in that area, is that you are you are reducing the I/O. You're reducing the hotspots, and you're you're spreading the I/O across all of those disks. So yeah. I I think uh, that uh, clearly for tier one and tier two data, um, you're unlikely to get significant. Certainly, you won't get any uh, aggressive made savings. You might get some uh, less aggressive savings by being able to park the heads and things like that. If you've got uh, data, you know, applications which are very very quiet over the night or something like that. But but in in general, tier one and tier two are not the opportunities that I would see for this this sort of saving. And and you, you make the very good point um, that there are specific application types uh, which have a profile which where you can shut them down for long periods of time or, or put them into into into, uh, into sleep mode. Uh, and those are things like archiving, uh, things like um, uh, um, uh, VTL type applications which are in essence sequential. 
uh, and, and any tape type applications, which again are sequential type uh, applications. So th those are obvious ones, and uh, which which would fit this. Um, I, however, I also I think that there is a very large uh, inactive type of uh, uh, files and, and uh, volumes out there, and one of the one of the one of the constraints. To actually putting this in place, um, uh, well, several of the constraints. Well, one of the major constraints is that uh, that uh, data administrators uh, try very very hard to spread um, the data across the, all the volumes and uh, all of the physical volumes, all the physical drives. And if they, if you do that, of course, then you you have no prospect of getting any made savings at all. So the the first major uh, thing that you have to do is to be able to classify the data in some way and, and actually move in a, some sort of tiered storage way, move, have a tier inactive uh, um, category where you deliberately move inactive data to those tiers which you then are going to switch off in some way or another. Um, and, and and that is not that is a significant portion, in my view, it's a significant portion of many data centers. So I, I would put that forward as a uh, a class of data um, that isn't being addressed today uh, that it, that needs a degree of uh, virtualization and, and 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 tiered storage to be able to move it effectively. Uh, into a, a tier, which uh, which uh, which uh, for for the sake of brevity, just call it tier inactive or tier omega or whatever name you want to give it. And in other words, that 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 data is is probably not going to be accessed and is a prime candidate for this type of technology. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, I agree. I, I I think that made would would be ineligible for a tier one or a tier two application simply by the nature of the more frequent access to that data, the, 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 the high I.O. tends to be uh, a characteristic of that type of data, and it just may just doesn't make sense for that. Uh, yes. I think that some of the, 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 the modes, may, uh, you know, being able to use that overnight would make some savings, but not, they're not going to be huge savings at all. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so I, I think that's the, the first point. The, the second second point is that um, the file systems, all mo almost all file systems, unless they have been specifically modified, um, are not made aware. Uh, so the the simplest things can trip them up. I mean, if if there's a long delay. Um, that means uh, you know the file system times out. Um, even worse, if uh, if you um, are greater than eight seconds, uh, the, the, you know standard uh, across a, a RAID group, then it'll assume that the disk has failed and 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 start reconstructing the disk for you. Um, the, the the file systems are not at the moment made aware, and until they are, until Microsoft and um, and Linux and uh, uh, and uh, Andrew's file system, or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the file systems start to be made aware, then it's not going to be easy for users to put these types of systems in. Um, so that, that's the second point that I would 
uh, strongly make is uh, that the success of the vendors so far has been on the on the back of uh, having putting in their own uh, software as a as a layer between uh, the, the the applications and the disk drive to be able to manage this sort of situation. Um, so let me just stop there. Any, any comments on that? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you, and I would, I would look at where the applications have gained some traction. It tends to be in the, you know, the, the backup world. Uh, the, yeah. the, if one looks at those applications, they tend to be um, uh, made aware today. Uh, but that's about the extent of it. Right. Well, and right. I, I think you. I think you'll find that where Copons made OS 3.0 and what we've been driving to have been to enable file systems, whether that be something from Sun or Quantum, that's tiered file systems where you can automatically have your transactional storage with your thin provisioning on tier one, but then once the data becomes persistent, have the file system automatically move it over. Th those are the type of solutions that we are currently supporting in the field. Right. So inactive tier when it becomes inactive, yeah. Um, Okay, so that's the. You said that's supported by uh, uh, Sun and uh, you said Quantum. Yes. Um, where's Microsoft in all this? Um, well, so there's other network attached solutions as it relates to SIFs that where you can have a, the archive drive or the place to. to so, so far, there's other solutions that we've partnered with Symantec to to do. Uh, in the in the Windows world, we have not done. Uh, may as far as I know, I don't think Copon or any other made providers have done much with Microsoft as it relates to their DFS file system. It's been more of solutions that are network attached. Okay, David. Any other? So yeah, I've, I've got. So data classification is the first sort of big. big Can I, hurdle. guys? Guys, yes, any quick? Real quick. Oh, real quick. Bob Woolery from Nexan. I'm sorry, Bob Woolery from Nexan. Hi, Bob. Hi, I'm late, but uh, sitting here in an airport was just, just able to hop on. So I caught the tail end of that. From a term of applications, uh, one of the things we're finding is, is that customers are actually, the fact that we have multiple levels in ours has allowed them to employ made in a number of applications. And to your point, some of the sensitivity and some of the file system the fact that you can go to a single level where you respond in a sub-second or in level two, which responds no longer than 15 seconds in most, questions, in most cases less than five. We have not seen uh, integration problems in the field at those levels. So for a number of those applications, folks are able to use MADE and take the, advantage of, the advantages of that. Uh, and we attach a ton of Microsoft systems to the field. Uh, the other one, too, in our archive system was Asurion. It leverages all of those, and that's a Microsoft-based uh, system as well. We've done the integration there and the development such that those systems today, as you said, uh, on a level three, uh, uh, create the ability of that file system not to time out when it's in there uh, using a made level three. So this is a data point. Okay, so let me let me just make sure. Thank you for that. Um, let me just make sure we understand that. So I think what I'm hearing is that the uh, the, the 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 various levels of power management. Do you want to put that on mute, uh, Bob? Yeah, Bob, if you can go back back on mute, that would be great. 
Thank you. So the various levels of power management uh, allow uh, uh, users to avoid some of the file system nuances, and of course they're trading the aggressive power savings. Is that is that what people heard, or am I misunderstanding that? And then, it, of course, it applies in more environments. Is, is what I'm I'm inferring. Yes, I I, I think what what we're seeing is the start of uh, solutions and and changes to file systems to make them more attractive. And 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 my my projection is that this is going to increase fairly rapidly over the next uh, over the next uh, 12 to 18 months um, as uh, as uh, the um, uh, the software suppliers, uh, uh, as systems go out into the marketplace, and the software suppliers uh, want to make adva uh, take advantage of that. So there's, there's a symbiosis here between what's coming out from the um, the drive manufacturers and the, and the array array providers and and the software manufacturers. So at the moment, it's it's very very patchy indeed, uh, and there are some specific systems. Uh, but I, I personally would expect that to increase significantly. Okay, so okay, so we got data classification uh, and really made-aware file systems uh, are the are the are the big ones, and these are generally being targeted to archiving, backup, and I also heard scientific applications. Um, are we missing any 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 disagreement over that? And then I, I guess let me also throw out. So I, I also heard that less aggressive power management levels, while not offering as great a power savings as made, do allow for wider spread adoption because they're they're not as as prone to um, the handling of error condition problems that we've been talking about. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One thing to look at here is, do these systems always look like virtual tape, or do they have a disk image that they can embrace other applications? Uh, hi, hi, Fred. Uh, you were breaking up a little bit there. You were, you were saying, do these always look like an, a, tape, a virtual tape emulation, or, or what was that? Or do they ever appear as a disk array? The answer okay. to that question is, it, it, I, in, in for all made systems, I think they all have different the different interfaces. So virtual tape is one, native block is another, file systems are other. Because that widens the application range considerably if you can look like this rather than just only. As as uh, Copon solutions, we fit in storage tiered storage applications, backup and recovery first copies of archive as it relates to NT, uh, SIFs and NFS. So there's di many different ways to uh, present MADE so that it can do exactly what you're talking about and make it easy to integrate in applications. Sorry, so I'm hearing t tiered storage where we're talking about you know less active tiers or inactive tiers, uh, backup and recovery, and, and you're saying g general file systems? Uh, what's, what's the third one there I missed on file systems? Tiered storage file systems. NFS and as well, and 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 your next thing guy can step in, and he has another answer to. to but but the the key is you can enable all of those in different in different ways with different file systems. Okay, so so let me just make sure I understand it. So it's, it's, you're saying made a good fit for VTL-like environments, tiered storage file systems, you know, backup and recovery obviously would be VTL environments, 
and then sort of general NFS and SIFS file systems. This is where yeah. we're seeing adoption. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I think a, a strategic question for these uh, power-efficient technologies is how deep into the Tier 3 tape world can they cut? You know, there's some energy savings here, and can they meet the other requirements for, you know, fixed content compliance and archival storage to uh, put a major dent in the traditional tape market? Well, that's a, that's a great question. So what, what about, um, so what about the issue of... Hopefully I can answer that one for you real quick. So I think, Fred, you asked that question. If you look at the Assurion product that Nexan has, they've done exactly that. They've married those two up, uh, the technology, the software required from that uh, object-based CAS, you know, uh, encrypted worm-type system that they have with Assurion with the Automate technology so that now you drive that energy efficiency into those those archive uh, applications. Uh, as you saw this week, the uh, AGFA uh, relationship with Nexan is to take that archive type system into the hospitals that, uh, they, you know, the medical community that they participate in for exactly that. For many of those environments, they have that information on tape and they want to get off of tape for a variety of reasons. It's not like they're eliminating tape, they're using tape as an offsite, but as an archive system that they can access that data. If you like to use a disk-based uh, archive system that has both energy efficiency and all the compliance features that you just spoke about. Are most of the wins in this space coming at the expense of tape or other disk options, or what's the uh, what's the install base, uh, you know, looking like in terms of how it wins? Probably, I mean, as far as the percentages, uh, I couldn't tell you exact percentages, but you see it kind of in those two areas. One, you see they have an existing tape tape environment they no longer want to add to it from this standpoint, and they want to migrate that, that data onto a disk-based system. That's that's one broad category. Uh, the other one is is they do have some current Tier 1 uh, disk-based systems. Uh, for lack of a better description, they're very high-performance systems, OLTP kind of systems, and they find them way too expensive to hold that data because they didn't want to put it on tape because of access reasons, but they can't sustain that long-term from the economic. So that's the other broad category. Okay. Hey, is, that, is that you, Fred? This is Fred. Hey, Fred. This is Will Layton. Hey, how you doing, Will? Well, good. I wanted to, as far as you know, you know obviously the benefits of tape, and the one thing that tape still will clearly win on is moving data mo mobile-wise. The four-truck protocol still goes a lot faster in a lot of networks. Right. So unless unless you're in a backup and recovery world and you've got some deduplication, hopefully something in a post-process deduplication, you might be able to, to fight that benefit. Tape's going to continue to win for data mobility purposes in that in that area, but you were, we would probably split it, you know, half and half, that it's, you know, the world's changed where so many people are moving away from tape for certain reasons, and made technology in general allows you to do that in a more data center-friendly way. Right. So, you know, we, we would see it as half and half in that, in that regard. I would also add that in the medical area, there's a, a, a very large amount of optical uh, uh, stuff in the uh, uh, optical uh, uh, jukeboxes that have been used to store historical data, and that's an area that people are trying to get off as fast as they can uh, in general uh, onto uh, a more reliable medium. I would agree. Is, is there an issue with regard to, you were talking about compliance earlier, is there an issue related to 
dedupe in compliance, or is that not an issue because, for instance, you're compressing tape and you're you're already changing the sort of nature of the the data? But in in situations where data are you know supposed to be immutable, does does dedupe enter into that as a as a wild card, or, or what are we seeing there? Or should users be concerned about that? Or am I like? Well, so I, I I guess uh, from a compliance perspective. If it's compliance data, a lot of times dedupe can play a role as long as as long as that has been written within the rules set of the of compliance. As I think you've even seen some disk products that do that. They all, I mean, uh, primary storage products that do that. I think uh, in terms of deduplication, what we're seeing right now in the field, in many of the areas that take advantage of this persistent data that are storing uh, data in tiers in long periods of time, there's not as much opportunity to dedupe that. So we have dedupe capability in uh, some of our products, and we find that when customers do dedupe, they get very little uh, uh, benefit from it because much of that fixed content is, to your point, they have a, uh, you know, if it's a medical record, if it's a uh, check image, if it's those types of uh, pieces of content, they only have one copy to begin with, and it's not an ability to uh, dedupe that. Okay, so that sort of makes sense. Go ahead. And, 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 and to that point, backup and recovery when you're doing something over and over again and again, that's where dedupe would fit in. But when you're doing a first copy of an archive, to his point, that is exactly where May technology would fit in. Without dedupe. Okay, so that's, that's the reason for my question was I heard backup and recovery, and I hear that I think dedupe. But you're suggesting that for compliance purposes, your first archive would be in a non-deduped, uh, uh, potentially made tier. That, is that, that right? Is okay, so that's sort of the the workaround for users that are concerned about the compliance issue is 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 archive, you know, in a non-deduped, you know, made tier. And use that for compliance, and then for backup and recovery, go ahead and aggressively dedupe and, and and capture the savings around that. But it, we have to be real careful when we say compliance, because in many of these compliance environments, they have a series of regs to them, and just uh, not deduping it and putting on made in a different tier is not going to suffice. For the vast majority of those environments, that won't suffice. You have to have a series of uh, ability to confirm how that data is laid down, how you retrieve it, how do you protect it, uh, kind of a, you know, think of it in terms of a chain of custody or a chain of evidence that a court could look at and say, okay, we saw how this uh, data was treated through its, through its uh, history here and that there's not an ability to tamper with that or revert any sort of tampering that was done to it. Right, so you're saying uh, uh, not deduping is a, a necessary but insufficient condition for compliance, that there's a series of other activities that users have to consider, which, which, uh, which is probably a whole other your insight. Yeah, provenance, yeah. Exactly. And, and the processes around that are going to vary by industry and by regulations within that industry, et cetera. Okay. Um, Okay, any other sort of user advice that we want to want to put out there? Um, um, uh, got good fit for VTL environments, uh, like backup and recovery, tier storage file systems, and even general purpose file systems. Um, uh, the, the, the issue about first archive, you know, avoiding dedupe, and then aggressively deduping and backup and recovery ap applications. Any others that we want to 
Has anybody applied made to CAS? Sorry about that, but the answer is yes. If you look at the Assurium product from Nexan, it has married with automate. Okay, so there's another category. And and uh, not to make this a vendor against vendor situation here, Copon has solutions in that same area as well. And we're really focused on usability as as it relates to different interfaces for different archive and backup and recovery applications. Here storage file systems. So, so, so Nick, you're saying it's specifically an application of, of applying made to content addressable storage. Right. Yep. Okay, so adding that to the list is what you're suggesting here. Okay, got it. Okay, thank you. So it seems like customers should look at, at tiered storage in a couple of dimensions. You've got the data value dimension and you've got the access frequency dimension, and, and then we keep getting back to data classification and data by the type of I/O activity to to ensure the that there's an existence of a no activity group of data in your classification schema. I mean that seems to be a fundamental starting point. Is that fair? Anybody disagree with that? Or start elsewhere? Completely agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so so why why couldn't users just do this themselves? Why do they need to buy all this expensive you know? Made stuff and file systems and 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 all this intellectual property. Couldn't you cobble something together on your own, or is it just too complicated? Or, or you know, what do you guys think about that? That's just Don't play with disks. Say it again, Josh. I say, don't let any user to play with disks. Users <laughs> <laughs> are not good uh, 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 designers of disk subsystems. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Good. Okay. All right. Um, so before we wrap, any other thoughts, comments, anything we missed? We missed by a mile, or you guys feel pretty good about the coverage here? Only once, twice. Okay. Well, um, well, let's summarize then. We got a couple minutes here to do that. So before I summarize, uh, I want to let everybody know that we. We've been, many of you know we've been very busy with a limited beta release of our new website. And uh, this week we put up a link on the wikibon.org website uh, so you can check it out. And we would very much appreciate your feedback. And if you're interested in seeing it in advanced preview, um, go to the wikibon.org homepage and right at the top at the site notice you'll see a, a check out our new site. And your, your Wikibon username and password should, uh, should work there. But we've brought together a lot of the Features that you guys sort of said you wanted, you know, early this year, and and I think the look and feel is much better. We, we're using a new wiki API, and and, and we've added a lot more uh, of features to comment and and provide uh, peer advice to, to 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 your your colleagues. So check that out, and there's a little feedback button on there. So you know, fire it off to us. We'd really like your your opinions. Um, Okay, so first of all, thanks to David Floyer for the research that you did and, and leading the call today. Um, I, I also appreciate uh, very much uh, hearing from Josh Krischer. Uh, hope things are well in, in Germany. Uh, Bill Mottram, uh, Nick Allen, uh, Will Layton from Copan, and, and Bob Willery, Willery from Nexan. Thanks for sitting in and, and, your, and your busy travels here. Um, 
All right, what do you want to call this piece? Uh, do we do we stick with will Maid finally get hitched, or do you guys have have something else? Got any thoughts there? Oh, I missed Fred Moore. Thank you, Fred, as well for your comments. And Nick Allen. I got Nick. I forget Fred. How about misunderstood arrays of idle do. <laughs> yeah, to throw it out there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. You guys like that better than Will Maid finally get hitched? I know. I can hear somebody cringing on the line. All right. I Fred, are you going to pose for that hitch picture? <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think? You misunderstood a raise of vinyl disc, or will Maid finally get hitched? No, I think Maid gets hitched is pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Well, uh, let me summarize here. This is uh, Dave Vellante. Today's July, July 29th. 2008, and this is the Weir Wikibon Peer Insight Storage Research Meeting. Uh, the title of the piece is, Will Made Finally Get Hitched? And uh, I would ask if you are not on mute to please go on mute. Massive arrays of idle disk made are high-capacity, lower-cost disk arrays aimed at storing less active enterprise data and, and saving energy. The primary value proposition of made is lower operational costs, which stem from its capability to power down a certain portion of drives within the array, thereby lowering power consumption. Uh, spinning disks, or because spinning disks, typically account for the majority of arrays power consumption, 75 to 80% by, by our estimates, made in concept as an effective technology to greening storage. Uh, as well, 90% of organiz organizational data that is more than three months old is typically inactive or never accessed. And this constitutes the majority of data in organizations, uh, perhaps as much as 70 to 80%. The basic concept of, of made platforms is to group and store data based on access frequency, putting rarely accessed information on devices that are turned off. And the concept of made was pioneered by Copan Systems and, of course, early criticisms included concerns about shutting down enterprise disk drives, which, un unlike laptop devices, are engineered to be always on. But it seems that after several years in the field that these concerns have abated. As well, other mainstream manufacturers have begun to introduce made-like features into disk arrays, lending credibility to the concept. There appears, however, to be some debate around the exact definition of made, with a distinction being an architecture de designed specifically to shut devices down, although clearly from a user perspective, opportunities to save energy across the spectrum exist. Uh, there are two main drivers for both made and spin-down adoption, uh, including the most important, which is cost. There's an increased amount of data in the enterprise that are tier inactive candidates uh, for placement on SATA devices. Historically, this, a lot of this information would be stored on tape which consumes little or, or no energy, but the prevalence of SATA now in, in Tier 3 and Tier 4 applications within the data center make it increasingly cost-effective to move data to an idle storage tier. Uh, the second main driver is technology in innovations, and there are really two main sources of innovation around made and spin-down. One is from the, the HDD manufacturers, hard drive manufacturers, and the other is from the array vendors. So as it relates to the drive manufacturers, um, these would include, I guess, Hitachi, Seagate, Western Digital, uh, probably Samsung, maybe some others. Uh, 
Fujitsu. Uh, have all uh, Fujitsu have all announced uh, uh, varying degrees of settings that are invoked through software commands. Um, and the, today we discussed five main sort of modes, if you will, along a spectrum um, that could be exploited, including normal, which is for online active data and you get no power savings there. Uh, park the heads. Um, parks disk drives heads while the platters continue to spin and, and the savings there are potentially 20 to 25 percent. Slowing down the spin speed from 7200 to 3600 RPM, so a mode that slows down the spin speed of the disk platters and can achieve approximately 50 percent power savings. A sweep or standby mode which can deliver upwards of 80 percent power savings and of course shutting down the disk device nearly completely, which is, you know, a, a, approaches 100% power savings, although uh, 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 drives are exercised uh, periodically. Uh, these are savings at the device level, not the, not the array level, uh, to be specific. Uh, and they're based on estimates generally provided by, by manufacturers. Uh, recently, a number of array suppliers, including Nexan, uh, Hitachi, DataDirect Networks, and others have introduced features within disk arrays that through software allow uh, administrators to take advantage of some of these different power settings um, and in some cases apply specific parameters on a drive-by-drive -drive basis, for example, time of day. Uh, Copan as well has introduced intelligent software that proactively manages spin-up of idle disks, um, i.e. disk aerobics, to ensure devices are exercised and that data are migrated off devices that are high probability candidates for failure. Um, so we're seeing a lot of innovations uh, from the array companies adopting MADE, and we're seeing the maturity of, of MADE. Uh, what are the main constraints of MADE and spin-down? Uh, there are a couple of main adoption barriers. The, the first is really data classification. The you know, candidates for MADE placement should be isolated from, uh, for example, thinly provisioned files, which are, are often spread across many devices, and which is going to negate the advantage of, of MADE or spin-down. So users you know, need to think about that. Uh, and then the second is the lack of made-aware file systems. Uh, long delays mean application timeouts, and so there, there today are few made-aware file systems except, except for specialized archive software and, and VTL solutions and, and some others. Um, uh, let's see, less aggressive power management levels in the spectrum while not offering as great a power savings as made do allow, however, wider spread adoption across you know, other, other file systems. So our main advice for users is really um, consider made a good fit for VTL environments and, and backup and recovery, also tiered storage file systems, um, uh, uh, archiving, uh, and, uh, and even uh, scientific applications in general certain general purpose file systems, NFS and SIFs, uh, and particularly when, when the lighter weight spin-down features are, are included. Uh, if you want to aggressively exploit sleep or off mode, and the goal is to, to reduce power consumption, then users should choose a made-aware application or, or solution. Uh, and organizations should begin to think about tiered storage in multiple dimensions, both data value and access frequently, and begin grouping data by I.O. activity to ensure the existence of a no-activity group of data. So organizations looking to intelligently manage less frequently accessed storage you know, on their own could, in theory, use robust archive software and low-cost disk and green tape to improve its efficiency, but, but MADE and, and other array solutions are packaged 
and, and tested, and if, and if deployed correctly, can dramatically simplify the objective of reducing power consumption, uh, albeit at a premium price, but one that's probably worth the lower risk. Okay, so action item. The bottom line on energy consumption is, is getting rid of stuff is always the best approach to, to lowering the energy bill. So start by classifying data and setting policies to delete information that's, that's not eat needed, but include an inactive tier that can exploit made and, and spin down and consider storing more data on that tier, uh, but make sure you remove older hardware in the process. All right, everybody, um, thank you very much. Look for uh, pieces to go up on Wikibon. Uh, uh, within the next two hours, and then within the next 24 hours, you'll see a good four or five pieces up there looking at user implications. Thanks, everybody, for your time, and we'll see you next time. Bye for now.